over here. Hey. Meanwhile, back at the Jets ranch. Now you got it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Robert Sala confirming Aaron Rodgers will indeed get his first preseason action. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Do you think they're going to put him in a so position that something bad's going to happen? Something bad's going to happen. Anything can happen. Did you see Joe Burrow? Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Steve Young. Coming up, Texans linebacker Will Anderson. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Will Anderson, the third overall pick in this year's draft, is going to be joining us in the middle of this hour. He's on a practice field for the Houston Texans right now. Houston Texans getting set to open the season at the Baltimore Ravens. Welcome to the NFL, C.J. Stroud, everybody. <laughs> um, and the Ravens are salty having lost their 24-game preseason winning streak. Record will never be broken. That is not the week one storyline, by the way. That is not it. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, Will Anderson is going to join us. Ian Rappaport, top of hour number three. He is uh, going to tell us what is going on with Jonathan Taylor. Why have we gotten to this point in time? Is Josh Jacobs going to come in from the cold? Chris Jones tweeted out in response to a fan that if the Chiefs don't pay him, week eight, he will just hold out into the middle of the season and and show up at the last possible minute for his contract to um, remain on target for him to get out of there, I guess, is the point. Week eight is, not is when he says, when are you going to show up, is what uh, a fan asked. Week eight. Yikes. We'll talk about that in hour number three, because in hour number three, the first of eight straight days on this program where we will predict a division, and the AFC West is up Ooh. first. That's in hour number three after Ian Rappaport joins us on this show to give us the 411 on all of that. Um Okay, as you know, um, I'm on record that I'm genuinely concerned Aaron Rodgers is going to play football this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's a fair feeling to have. That right now, he appears very healthy. And that's the way I want him to be the first Monday night of the season <laughs> when he's getting set to take on the um, Buffalo Bills. But he knows best about what makes it work for him. And so far, so good. He wants to do it. He wants to take on the Giants. He wants to suit up. That was part of the Hard Knocks. Episode three is Hot Mike caught him saying on the sideline of the second preseason week that he's playing this week, right? Yeah, Robert Sala said it. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to play the big guy on uh, week three. Well, the big guy spoke yesterday on the subject matter of why he's suiting up and playing in a preseason game for the first time since 2018. Yeah, I mean, there's always that risk-reward. I think over the years it just hasn't made sense based on a number of different factors. But I used to enjoy playing the preseason back in, the, back in my younger years just to kind of maybe take that first hit or feel the kind of the nerves in the first drive. So I look forward to being out there. Um, it was not much of a conversation with Robert. I think he was a little more nervous. I might have said no, but I was already leaning towards asking him to play. 
So it was an easy conversation, and uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but it'll be good to be out there with the guys. And obviously, there's been some shuffling around, some some of our front uh, back in today at practice. It kind of looked uh, the way things were trending the past uh, week or so. So uh, it'd be nice to be out there with those five. Let's not take the first hit. Let's not take any hit. In his younger days, wanted to take the first hit. Sounds good. First hit comes in week one, Monday night. I want to see boots, but not too much. Don't run too hard. I want to see play fake and and three-step drops. God. First hit could be the last hit. <laughs> I mean, again, we're, he's talking about shifting offensive line and that he does believe that the line is suddenly coming into play the way it's – like if they're still working on it and they're still tinkering or injuries are causing the tinkering to happen or they're still gelling, let's let's have the uh, – Let's have someone else be behind the gelling. Let's let's have a gel and let's have them out there. But I understand the idea that the first time he does it, helmet on, new spot, pads on, new spot, helmet pads on, new spot behind new line, that you don't want it to happen on Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. So I understand that, and that's what the guy wants. That's what the coach wants. That's what they think is best. But can we come up with a like? Don't can can he put on a red jersey? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I want him wearing on uh, on uh, Saturday night in the Snoopy Bowl. He should just come out in that and see you know if uh, NFL operations will let it fly, and he'll just say, "Hey, my socks are the right length. What do you care?" <laughs> I got everything else right. It socks is like what five or ten. 10 I don't know. Find. It's Kayvon, still so weird. Dude, seeing we're gonna him. put. We're gonna. We're, we're gonna. Uh, we're we're gonna put him <laughs> behind a gelling line and and okay. Kayvon Thibodeau does he he plays? Does he is he gonna play? We're I, gonna do that. I think if I was him, I'd want to play now. You know what I thought to myself when I, mean, I did my top five list of second year players gonna make the leap? I left him off, and I think that's a mistake. Yeah, he's going to take that into effect. When, well, uh, I think no, I, I don't. I don't think he knows or cares. Oh, he knows. I don't. Trust me. I don't think I move that needle K-1, for anybody. Watches, to be honest with you, I don't. You, know, I, don't know, no, I appreciate that. Saying, no, you guys. Are, no, I, I, you're right. Man, you're you're fa- right. I'm you're very factor. influential. You're Look factor. at you. You're 25 years in the game. We're almost at 600,000 YouTube oh, my subscribers. Bad. 26. Actually, 27. Huh. Well, I mean, including my my uh, days my, in Reading. Yeah, my yeah. days in Reading. If you want to include that, it, it's 20, 29. You think Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't know that you didn't put him on your list? Well, I mean, he went to the University of Oregon, and I I, I did my first uh, TV uh, work in a uh, um, in Reading, California, with uh, an affiliate in Medford, Oregon. So it's entirely possible See? that before his parents even thought of having Kayvon, that they <laughs> they were watching me do local sports in Northern California. Yes. These are all, you're right. I'm very influential. What if Kayvon's dad played for one of those football teams? That's true. That you no, you're right. Uh, by the way, uh, no, I, I should have thought that myself. Yeah. This is my 19th year, in case anyone cares. <laughs> I don't count. Well, you're. I'm old. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. So, Rogers is going to play. Very good. Maybe they'll have a gentleman's agreement, Rich. That <laughs> yeah, two-hand touch. Won't just, like, smash him. Two-hand touch just, for you know, Rogers. Lay him down just, real nice. I got pick you. him up. Sack. Put him to bed. Just two-hand Flag touch. football. Jerry Jones says that he's um, he's fine with the running back room, the way it is. Yeah. Very comfortable with it, is what he said. Quote, unquote, very comfortable. 
Interesting. Do you want him? Do you want Jonathan Taylor? Who wouldn't? Excuse me. You want him for fourteen million a Do year? Do you want him, knowing <laughs> what it would require to give up mm-hmm. forty million? Guaranteed. And knowing and knowing that you know there is less pie to use his phrase. It takes a nice chunk out of the pie. It would. <laughs> that would. That would. That would. Yeah, that'd be Do you want him at that price? I knowing mean, we, we got to pay Micah. You know, we we got to pay Micah. Micah's got to be the highest paid defender. Yeah. So right. Um, well. Micah's rooting for Nick Bosa, if that's what you're asking. And Chris Jones. And- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the way, Rich, our bank account is set up, I don't know Our? we'd be able oh. to move those funds around to pay Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have him, mm-hmm. but yeah. Jerry's worth $10 billion. Figure it out. That doesn't matter, as you know. Well, it should. Everybody's working together. I mean. I know. You know, everybody's very rich in the NFL. Yeah. Most everybody's rich most, in the most NFL. Most everybody's pretty rich. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wealthy. Wealthy. So, in theory, Rich, I would love to have him on the Cowboys, but in reality, I just, like I said, I don't. Let me know tell that you something about the Dallas Cowboys and the running backs and what I saw last night. This documentary that's coming out on the Roku channel on Friday called NFL Draft The Pick Is In. NFL Films embedded themselves in the Carolina draft room, the Jacksonville draft room. They embedded themselves in the draft room of the Colts and the Dallas Cowboys. And what I saw from the Dallas Cowboys on this documentary, it is, it was, it seemed, very collaborative. Mm -hmm. Jerry goes around the room and asks everybody their opinion of the players that they are about to pick. They're about to be on the clock. They're not on the clock just yet. They're about to be, and they're like, we're thinking of these two players. And it's it's amazing. I, I, I was sitting on the set of the draft the night that, uh, you know, the Cowboys did draft Mozzie Smith. They were about to be on the clock and the Buffalo Bills jumped in front of the Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville allowed them to do that. Jacksonville traded out the pick. So we watched Trent Baalke on the phone with Brandon Bean basically say to him, because they had just already moved down as well, and they moved down a second time, that they wanted to get the left tackle, um, whose name escapes me, who tell me who Jacksonville did wind up picking, that everybody thought that the Buffalo Bills were coming up for the tight end. They didn't want the Bills to come up and take the guy that they were going to take at tackle on the spot. And you heard how um, Trent Baalke says to Brandon Bean, you're going to have to give me a little more information before I, I, I make this trade. Jacksonville took Anton Harrison. And the Cowboys, we all thought at the, the Buffalo Bills hopped up because we all thought with Dalton Schultz gone, they were going to take Dalton Kincaid mm-hmm. come heck or high water. And this documentary showed the conversation that the Cowboys were having while Trent Baalke was making this trade with the Bills. And they weren't. They didn't mention the words Dalton or Kincaid once. Oh, interesting. Really? They were not talking tight end at all. Mm. And I saw that last night, and I'm like, huh. 
okay. But they were talking about the tackle that the Jacksonville Jaguars took or Mozzie Smith. And in the middle of this conversation, the Chiefs call and offered the 31st overall pick and other choices to move into the spot for the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones looks around the room and has a full-on conversation about how gutted they would be. I think the word he used was throat cut. If they move down to 31 and don't get either of these two guys that they're discussing, and they stayed put and they took Mozzie Smith, and then the Jaguars, having no idea that the tackle that they wanted so badly almost got taken by the Cowboys. I'm just wondering if this documentary is going to show the Jaguars how close they were to not getting the player they got and how the Bills hopped up in front of Dallas. Are they going to learn right here that Dalton Kincaid wasn't on the Dallas Cowboys radar screen? I just say this. It's I on, love that stuff. It's and, on site it's now with Buffalo and Jacksonville because they tried to get over on this. So. And the reason why I am bringing it up right now is the drafting of Deuce Vaughn by the Dallas Cowboys. We all saw the story when it hit. Yeah, it was because the Cowboys did have some. They always have cameras on Jerry and the oh, yeah. microphone oh, and the phone, and they they, they do their draft coverage on their social media quite well and have for a long time. So we saw, you know, Chris Vaughn is a longtime scout for the Cowboys, and his son Deuce was falling in the draft, and the Cowboys wound up drafting him. The lead-up to that moment, and then that moment itself, I'll tell you what, man. I've never, in my 20 years of NFL Network and the six years, seven years of ESPN on top of that, 27 years of being around the NFL in some capacity. I've never once had Jerry Jones make me cry. Yeah. This moment has all the feels, and it is unbelievable how they set it up and how this documentary unveils it and reveals it. I'm rooting for that kid, man. He's currently... On the depth chart, they have three running backs on the depth chart in the fourth string position, and he's behind Ronald Jones, who's suspended. So I hope he makes it. I think he should, man. He is a playmaker. Deuce Vaughn, anybody who watched Kansas State football, you know. I watched a few plays this preseason, which made you go, this kid has a spot on the roster. For sure. And then, Rich, watching his dad make the call to him when he got drafted to ask his son if he wanted to come to work with him the next day, that was whew, that was yeah. incredible. That's chill stuff, man. Yeah. That's cool. Wait, wait, wait till you see it in the in the documentary. It's pretty cool. And does does Kansas State lead all time in having you know five foot seven and lower guys? <laughs> Dominate, <laughs> right? right. Yeah, Marquise Noel in basketball. Obviously, Darius Sproles. Sproles. Deuce Vaughn. It's it's pretty sweet. But I guess that's the way of saying, like, if Pollard's healthy, I've never seen, I'll be straight up with everybody, I've never seen Rico Dowdle run a football once. 
Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn and Ronald Jones when he comes back. I mean, one of them gets hurt. You are you are going to be hamstrung. <laughs> Why wouldn't they even bring in someone like Leonard Fournette? I don't know. Out, who's still out there. Kareem Hunt's still out there. Kareem Hunt's still out there, yeah. He seems a little Tony Pollard-ish. I mean, Time's running out. That big bruiser. But Fournette, like Fournette could Fournette. run downhill, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Catch a few passes. Anyway, this documentary is on Friday night, and Will Anderson being drafted is a significant part of it as well because the first night, I mean, I, I we were stunned when Arizona traded out and found out it was the Texans coming back to do it. Although, if I'm not mistaken, I think Daniel Jeremiah nailed that in his mock draft because mm. he's DJ. I would say he usually... And him getting peed on by a puppy is part of this documentary as well. <laughs> oh, it's in there? It's a good moment. <laughs> it's a good moment. Let's take a break. When we come back, Will Anderson himself, Alabama's Will Anderson Jr., now of the Houston Texans, coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, let's show you a clip right here on the Roku channel Friday. Nice. NFL draft, the pick is in. This is the uh, moment in the documentary where um, Chris Ballard of the Colts is nervous as a cat, man, waiting to see if he's going to get Anthony Richardson and the, te- and, and the Cardinals in front of them make a trade. Check it out. They traded their pick. Did you see that, Dad? 
there was a lot of tension when we got to the third pick and saw that Arizona made a trade. You're like, man, is this going to be somebody coming up to get a quarterback? This one's the one that is Levis or The Colts have been patient. We'll find out if it pays off. Major, major news, a big time trade. The Houston Texans are trading up to number three with the Arizona Cardinals. So the Houston Texans, who just shocked all of us and took C.J. Stroud at two, are back up again. The Houston Texans have taken over this draft in Kansas City. With the third pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Will Anderson Jr., linebacker, Alabama. The pick is in on Friday night right here on the Roku channel. We just uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show just showed a uh, a um, snippet from the uh, documentary I was just telling you about. The NFL draft the pick is in uh, a Roku original on the Roku channel on Friday. Um, and understandably, you know, um, Chris Ballard of the Colts, the documentary was embedded with the Colts in their draft room. Uh, very excited when he heard that the Cardinals had traded the pick to the Texans. When the, initially he heard the Cardinals traded the pick, he's just like, oh, God, somebody's about to take the quarterback I want. Then they found out it was Houston trading back up, and they'd already taken a quarterback. He knew he was in the clear to get Anthony Richardson. But I'm just wondering if uh, when it all comes down to it, will he be so happy when he sees Will Anderson Jr. heading towards Anthony Richardson because that's who the Texans went to go get? <laughs> fascinating moment that could be playing out for years to come and joining us on the rich eisen show is will anderson how are you sir hey i'm doing good how you doing i'm great we just saw you know a behind the scenes moment of your drafting uh how did it all play out for you on that draft night in kansas city will yeah it was it was super cool man like for me i i was late to the news like everybody else had already seen it that they had you know traded to pick whatever like that and then you know they had traded late on the back and i started to get a phone call and so I was like, oh, they probably went with somebody else. And then they had said that Houston was on the clock. And Houston ended up calling me. But I thought they were just calling and like, you know, hey, like we couldn't get you. But, you know, something like that. But then I seen that they had like traded up. So it was exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've i done this uh, a while, Will. And I don't recall a team choosing second overall and then trading back up to get the third overall pick. And, and I'm sure you just had to be stunned, right? That just like the rest of us. Yeah, I was just as shocked as the rest of the world. So it was Demi. Who was the one on the phone when you when you uh, when you got it? The call. D'Amico. It was. What did he say to you? Yeah. He was like, uh, "Walking to the Houston Texans, and we're taking you, and we're drafting you." And you know, obviously, you've got a head coach with a defensive mindset for sure, and um, so that had to make him a happy camper with him being the new head coach. What has he? Uh, imbued you with what has he told you how how are you taking his coaching so far will 
Yeah, I'm taking it great. He does a really good job of connecting with all his players, making sure that they're good, you know, checking up on them and everything like that, and, you know, just letting them know that just be you, have fun, all about the ball, chase the ball and stuff like that. So it's been really exciting, you know, to get to play for Coach D'Amico. He's a great head coach. He does a good job of just connecting with us. That's one thing I can really say about Coach D'Amico. He knows the game. He's played the game, so it's easy for him to understand, you know, what we're going through and how to help us. There was no Alabama talk in the initial conversation at all? Oh, of course. You know we had to get a road tied in before we <laughs> Okay. I just... Okay. I knew there was something missing in this story, Will. I knew there was something missing cuz I mean that and that's got to be pretty cool for you too, right? You've got that in common. Yes, sir, most definitely. So, uh how has your uh, transition from one level to the other been so far? It's been good. I think Alabama did a really good job of preparing us for this next level, you know, just making practice 10 times harder than, you know, what it is in the league. You know what I'm saying? So just the, and how to practice. I think one thing that Coach always talks about is practice like a pro and just being able to practice like a pro and be able to stay up off the ground and stuff like that and just work technique and work your hands and stuff like that. It's kind of been a really great transition. All right, hold on a second because um, I just picked something up there. Are you saying Alabama Crimson Tide practices are tougher or more uh, strict or stringent than National Football League practices? 100%. How so? Just uh, they like the intensity is the same, but I would just say as far as like the, the number of plays and reps and everything you get, and I think it's just Coach Saban the way he runs practice. You know, we do a lot of good on good periods, and sometimes it's tackle, and it's just physical. You know what I'm saying? It's real physical, um, and it's just it's different. That's all I can say. Like you got to actually be in there to see it. So, so have there been times during training camp or Houston Texans practices where you're like, oh, I got this because I had it, I had it like that in Alabama? Most definitely, most definitely. Huh. Okay. So Saban did get you ready, or SEC football did get you ready, or just college the way that things are run. What has then been the more difficult transition for you so far? Then, Will? Um, difficult. I wouldn't say anything's been really difficult. I think, like, all the coaches and the players, they've been doing a really good job of setting an example for the younger guys and all the rookies, um, including myself, on, you know, how to go about your day and just find a routine. I think the biggest thing has just been the routine, just because, you know, in college, you have a routine, you got school, class, tutoring, and now you just got all ball. You don't have to worry about class. So just trying to find a great routine for yourself. How have you found one? Um, luckily, I wake up early. So, But, um, like I said, like, just watching the older guys and, you know, the routine that they do, I'll probably, like, ask and stuff that they do or, you know, um, get with the nutritionists, get with the, you know, training staff, coaches, and watch, see how I can watch them during this time, when I can get treatment during this time, and when can I eat this time. What time do you wake up in the morning? I wake up about 5.30 every morning. Oh, okay. And then what do you do at 5.30? What do you got? Walk me through your day. 5.30? Yeah. Uh, I just go through my normal routine. You know, I pray and everything like that. Get mm-hmm. ready to head up to the facility. <laughs> So you you have you have you walked in and you're the first one in? Has that happened yet? No, no, no. It's a lot of great it's a lot of great athletes here and a lot of great people here that want to be great too. And I think when you have a place like that where everybody's always on time, everybody's early, and everybody you know is always at the facility early. I think that makes a really great team. What was your first preseason action like, Will? It was good. It was fun. You know, just to go out there with the guys again, and you know, just to get it, go out there and do what you know, coaches been saying to just swarm everybody get to the ball and just be with a team again and be able to play under the lights again. It was really fun. And um, you, you, you bagged a quarterback, didn't you? Right? Did you, did you get? Yes, sir. You got one. Who'd, who'd you get, Will? Who'd you get? 
<laughs> Miami Dolphins. Okay. So did you get? Yes, did you? You didn't get Tua, right? Because you don't do that to another Alabama guy, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm trying to see. Did you get? Did you get Skylar Thompson? Is that who you got? Did you bag him? I believe so. You sacked him up. So. You bagged him up. All right. <laughs> what was that moment like for you? No, it was surreal. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, I got to give a big credit to the rest of the line because, you know, without them, you know, we all have to rush as one, and they did a really good job, especially the interior guys getting pushed and, you know, penetration and stuff and knocking them off the path of the pulling guard to make me, you know, free up and go get a sack. So it's all a, you know, working effort up front. You know, it's four guys rushing to become one. So I just like, it's just a, you know, really great to have those guys in the room with you and keep building with that and, you know, you know, building that, uh, that D-line chemistry if we all can eat. Right, and, and, and if Tua had thrown you the football as opposed to your teammate, uh, as he did to start the game, uh, would you have been tackled by Tua, Will? Oh, no, it would, it would have been a touchdown. Okay, I just want to understand. <laughs> just want to make sure that's all straight. Will Anderson, Jr., the Houston Texans, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What can you share with me about C.J. Stroud's readiness, Will? Yeah, he's been doing a really great job. You know, every, he's taking it one day at a time. He's good at chemistry with the um, with the offense, of course. The O line, they look really great. Um, CJ's just a down to earth guy. He comes to work hard every day. You know, football means a lot to him. So, you know, I have no doubt in CJ. He's going to be ready. Um, and I, I'm super I'm super happy. You know, to call him a teammate, a brother, and um, a friend. So I'm excited for him. Well, I, and again, I you know, obviously it's a quarterback driven league, and you've been brought on to make sure that it, there's no quarterbacks driving against the Texans. But you two, back-to-back, as we've established in this draft, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, the two of you are going to be a foundation, one would think, for D'Amico, Ryans, and the Texans if everything works out. Do you have these conversations with C.J.? Like, literally verbalize it at all, Will? Um, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't like, really get into all that. I think the most thing is just having each other's back, knowing that we got each other, and knowing that, you know, if he's ever going through something, I got him. If I'm ever going through something, he got me. And we just keeping each other level-headed, you know, through this process, you know what I'm saying, and making sure that there's no pressure. And uh, we both just go out there and have fun, making sure that we're doing what we do since we've been little kids. And I think those have just been the conversations. Who have you met throughout this process so far, whether it's from uh, an OG from the Texans organization or anyone in Houston, you know, name drop for me that you've gotten a chance to chat with or meet to talk ball or just anything? Will, you got one? Um, yeah, me and JJ, we had a really nice conversation. You know, we talked a few times. You know, he's been great giving me advice, um, letting me know if I ever need anything, you know, just to reach out to him. And, you know, we can watch film together and stuff like that. So he's been one guy that's, you know, been very supportive and helpful. All right, now I need more information. Um, what what did JJ tell you? Can you can you let me in on that, please? JJ Watt. Will. Yeah, he was just saying, like, you know, just good luck with everything. He's happy that I'm here. Like I said, like if I ever need to help with anything that he's here, that he's here for me, he'll be down soon so we can get some work in, watch film, and you know, cut up some stuff like that. Are you gonna take him up on that, or are you already? Of happy? course. Well, when have you done it yet? <laughs> have you done it yet? No, not yet. Not yet. He hasn't been down here yet. Okay. Yeah, I saw he was. You know, he's in Paris. I saw he's totally retired. I mean, he's tapped out. He's done. Yes, sir. But he's locked in with you. That's pretty cool. That is pretty yeah. cool. That is absolutely um, exactly the definition of cool. How do you, uh, in just a few minutes left with you, Will Anderson of the Texans, how do you respond to people that, okay, the Texans drafted second overall for a reason last year, and, uh, you know, th- we could just overlook them? You know, we, we're talking it's a Jaguars division, maybe the Titans. We're talking about the Colts so much because 
of what's going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Texans are kind of an afterthought. I'm not going to lie to you. How do you respond to that? Well, I mean, we can only control what we can control. We can't control what other people have to say about us. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's been like the biggest focus this year has just been we're all we got, we all we need. You know what I'm saying? Like we're focusing on us. We're just going to keep building our team chemistry, uh, you know, keep, you know, getting the leaders in here, you know, getting the rooks up the park and everything like that and just building that team chemistry. I think that's one of the biggest things is, and then we're, the rest can handle it. So, but for right now, I feel like we're just focused on ourselves. We're not really worried about the outside noise, but we're just going to continue to keep building and being great. All right, Will, before I let you go, Will Anderson, let's visualize you and I together, okay? Let's visualize. It's week one. You're in the locker room in Baltimore, Maryland. You hear the crowd inside M&T Bank Stadium going nuts. What's going through your mind at that point in time for your first professional football game? What do you got for me? What's happening? Um, honestly, probably just going out there and just being myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't overdo it. You know what I'm just saying? Just been doing everything that you've been doing in training camp, leading up into this moment, everything that you've been doing right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what's just going to be going through my mind and stuff like that. You know, not making it bigger than what it is and just making sure that I'm home in on my technique and my discipline. And those are the really two biggest things, just being disciplined and not trying to go do too much. So it's going to be fun. I'm super excited to go out with the team. You know, I'm super ready to see, you know, us go out in action for the first time, especially with Coach D'Amico as a head coach. He's been doing a great job. Staff been doing his really great job. And the players, of course, we've been working our butts off. So just to be a part of this is a, is a big blessing, and I'm super happy, and I don't take anything for granted. All right, and then you're out there. You're out there. You make your move. You make a move. Whatever your, What's your favorite move? Give me a favorite move. What do you got? I can't tell you all my secrets, man. I okay. can't tell you all my secrets. <laughs> all right. So let's just all right, so let's just make you make a Will Anderson move that caused mm-hmm. you to be the third overall pick. Texans went to go get you. And you make this move and standing right there is Lamar Jackson. And the only thing between you and Lamar is grass. What happens then, Will? What happens? I gotta go take the upfield shoulder and make the play, man. Just do what I'm coached to do. Take the upfield shoulder and make the play. Make the play. All right, because you know this is Lamar's big day. He, he, he's yeah, got sir. that bag now. He's got the bag, but you're there. Just nothing between you and him but grass. You go make the plays. What you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Did that help? Did that visualization help at all for you? <laughs> yes, it did. I was looking at it in my head. Okay. That's it. You think of me when you make that play. <laughs> I know. There you go. You know what? In the middle of your first big play, you just go, "Hey." I'm going to give a shout-out to Rich Eisen. I'm going to do that. Okay? Okay, let's do that. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, Will. Thanks for the time again. I appreciate you coming on. Congrats on all your success to this point, and can't wait to see uh, that first game in Baltimore. That'll be fun. Yes, sir. You take care of yourself. Thanks for the call, Will. You be well. Thank you. No problem. You bet. That's Will Anderson, Jr. It's him versus Lamar. Let's go. Put up their schedule. Let's talk Houston Texans football. Is he off the phone? Stop it. Stop it. What? Don't be that guy. You don't have to be that guy. Don't be that guy. I'm trying to be honest, Rich. I understand you can be honest. But here you go. First up, Will (laughs) Anderson. You don't even know what I was going to say. Hold on a minute. I know what you're saying. (laughs) This is insignificant. But the reason why I'm doing this, Will Anderson versus Lamar. Will Anderson's first home game is against the quarterback that was taken right after him. That's fun. That the Colts were celebrating the fact that the Texans were – they didn't care who the Texans were coming up to get. It just wasn't going to be another quarterback that they wanted. 
I smell what's more likely that week. Then he's trying to take down Trevor Lawrence. Week four, Kenny Pickett, best not fake slide, because Will Anderson's can <laughs> get him. Can you do that in the NFL? You can. No. I know they banned that. Well, you can't college, do it in college. Right? college you can. Well, I think you're getting my point. This is what is happening. Week eight, look at week eight. His old teammate, his buddy, Bryce Young, he's going to try and bag him up. I think he's going to get a couple. Joe Burrow's in front of him, week 10. Is Kyler back week 11? Oh, for sure. And then a second crack at Trevor. Then is Russ. Oh, my God. The Jets' offensive line better be buttoned up. Aaron Rodgers, Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, Tannehill again, and Anthony Richardson again. He's going to be – he's got his work cut out. Those are some serious QBs he's going to be trying to take down. And that's what I was trying to talk about with the Texans schedule, Chris. Oh, I thought you were going to play the win-loss win loss game. No, yeah, okay. no. Sorry. And again, Sorry. sometimes just let me play it out before you try and go in that default. But I didn't even say anything. You no, just I assumed just, what yeah, I, mean, I was TJ, I always turn to you as the voice of reason. Yes, of course. You know what he was going to say. As a betting man, I would bet that you know, I thought I knew where he was going to oh, go. Oh, I thought as a betting man. Like, what's, what's the uh, on, on your little gambling site? What is it? Four, four, five over Texas under win totals. Yeah, what is it? Texas win total. Little gambling site. Uh, my guess is probably like four and a half. What do you got? Uh, loading. Five, five and a half. Six and a half. Well, look really? at him going to hunter register on six and a half. That's a little shocking. I got to be honest. I looked at that schedule and I saw five at most. Dude, they got two of the best college players of the last two, three years. Period. End of story. Will Anderson was uh, discussed as a first overall selection yep. he was two a, years he was ago. In the Heisman running. Right. Correct. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud, you know, take away the games against Michigan, and he's dynamite. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh boy. And endorphins so are flying, guys. The endorphins are flying. Games. He was the best player on the field against Georgia. C.J. Stroud was dynamite. He almost had him in the national championship yeah, game. I know. So. I get it. And they probably would have. Had a better game against TCU than my school. All right. You don't have to say is what I'm saying. is the uh, ultimate headline of this entire conversation since we hung up with Will Anderson. You think six and a half is good? You going over that? Oh, I don't know. I don't do these things. You know I don't do these things. You do those things. I don't do these things. (laughs) He doesn't understand these things. Oh, my gosh. I just heard some of the best words in in my ear from Mike Hoskins, our coordinating producer. When you go to break, tease... Salty Tua. Oh! And if I had a guess, if I had a guess, it's based on the, the he threw the first pass of the preseason the game directly to the Texans. <laughs> and it was really bad. And then made a tackle and threw his friggin' head into the tackle. Come on. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. Can that we not do not that? Money. Can we not like do money. that? Didn't look like money. I, if I had a guess, it, somebody asked him about that. Oh, and then and then well, we'll now, see if I'm right. I don't know. I, now I can't wait. I'm just calling my shot. <laughs> now I can't. Bottom wait. line, salty too. Oh baby, Ian Rappaport, hour three. That's all coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in the national in championship. That game. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. put you on the map? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I, I, I think he's ever been. I mean, he, 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 was, he was squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he pulled me to the side. Like, what, what were you thinking, you know? Um, so like after, the you won, after you won the game mm -hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he, he pulled me to the side. He said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him, you know, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Come I didn't on. know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh man. That's amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, yeah, oh, maybe. Want it? Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. And three months later, he was a Miami Dolphin. That was at the Super Bowl in Miami back in the day. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ian Rappaport will join us in 15 minutes' time, top of hour number three uh, on this show. What is going on with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? And who could the trading partners possibly be for him? We talked about Miami earlier uh, today, right? 
a lot of folks when we had Breer well, on yesterday, yeah. he was at the uh, Indianapolis yeah. scrimmage with Philadelphia, and he, he mentioned the Dolphins and the Bears. A lot of people are saying those are the teams with cap potential desire to go get him. And, you know, the running game there is, the running room there is very uh, former 49er heavy. Raheem Mostert, right? Yep. And Jeff Wilson Jr. are currently on the top two of their death chart. But really, it's the passing game there that makes things go. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And then, of course, it's the man behind center, front and center, Tua Tungo-Vailoa. And we've said multiple times here on the show, just to repeat it again, the best Tua is salty Tua, <laughs> showing that he's got a salty side to him, a competitive edge to him. And this is salty Tua. I had no idea Ryan Clark said this on ESPN. The reigning, by the way, uh, best studio analyst. Emmy. Emmy yeah, yeah, he's got an Emmy. And uh, Ryan Clark. What did he say? Said on ESPN, quote, of Tua, he wasn't in the gym, I'll bet you that. He might have spent a lot of time at the tattoo parlor. Oh, geez. But he wasn't at the dinner table eating with a nutritionist. Uh-oh. Is he... Did you just call Tua fat? Because <laughs> that was on Hard Knocks last night. Mike Williams called Quinn and Williams fat. Mike Evans called Quinn and Williams fat, and that was kind of weird. Doesn't sound like um, a compliment. Yikes. This was brought to Tua's attention. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, baby. Day. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. It's Salty Tua. He had some criticism about you, mm-hmm. uh, saying that you didn't hit the gym in the offseason, you didn't follow nutritionist advice. Yeah. If he were here, what would you say to him? I mean, he probably knows more about me than I know about myself. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan's been out the league for some time, so I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's, a little, it's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person, so... I know it's just just a little weird. I come back. I I like my background is like I I come from a Samoan family. Like respect is everything, but you know does get to a point where hey, you know, little easy on that, buddy. Because you know we I I think we're we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. How hard did you work in the offseason? I mean, I think we all worked hard throughout the offseason. Um, and I'm not someone to talk about myself the entire time, but, I mean, it takes a lot. You think you think I wanted to to build all this muscle? Like, not nah, to some extent. Like, I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I don't know, there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know. I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. All right. Wow. Okay, now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
He's getting there. He's getting close. Tua, you're still too nice. You got to be yourself. I get it. He's got to be himself. He is who he is. It's his upbringing. I totally get it. Respect. All that, that, the nice, I mean, like his initial answer, he's like, he's been out of the league a long time, which is, oh oh, oh, my God, I feel you. He's like, look at the line. Where's the line? He called you fat. (laughs) Okay. He's big boned. He's body shaming Tua. Is that a, is that a, is that a good fantasy team name? Body shaming Tua? That's not positive. By the way, that was the worst, back in my day, worst ESPN2 workout show. Body shaming too. Body shaming. It's terrible. Well Body done. shaping. Thanks, Mike. Jeez, Mike. <laughs> that was the, yeah. Yep. We know what Sorry. he meant. Just, just Mike, just be quiet. Just Google Denise Austin or, or her daughter and just be quiet. Debris. It was Keanu Tom. Hey. Gilad. And Debris. Tua. <laughs> He's body yeah. shaming you. Yeah, like, yeah. All right? And I, I like the whole, you know, I don't, you know, Ryan's been out of the league for some time. Like, I, I thought we were just... Nice, we're getting there. We're that. Go from that. Let's edit together. Ryan's been out of the league for some time. I appreciate if you kept my meme out of your mouth. That's what I'd say. And get rid of all the other stuff. All the niceness. In yeah! He talked about building muscle. Whatever! I don't know. Whatever! I was trying to get a little lighter. Nobody cares. Whatever. Tell him to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's been out of the league for a while. I appreciate it if you kept my name out of my your my name out of your mouth. That's what I'd say. And leave it at that. So acknowledge me. I'm after this conversation, a little hesitant to talk about his diet. More salt. (laughs) More salt. More salt. Would that make him? Bloated? And I know that it changes who he is, and 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 the guy that he is, and his DNA, and all of that stuff. He body shamed too. What's up? What What's up with that? What are we doing? Again, I don't know the con. What, what I don't know the context. You know. Oh man! And by the way, week one. At Justin Herbert's house. I mean, the two guys who are attached. Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. Back to back at the draft forevermore. Herbert with MVP talk. Tua had some MVP weeks last year, and he did. He did. Let's go. Week one. Two weeks from Sunday. Just up the road. Chargers hosting Tua. Let's go. And if I'm Mike McDaniel, and I need a light of fire under my quarterback, I'll say, get out there, fat ass. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Come on. Wow. (laughs) Tua led the NFL in passer rating and yards per attempt last year. Dude. He, he was really, really good. The guy that 20, Mike McDaniel, the guy that Mike McDaniel FaceTimed with after he got the gig, you know that famous video of yeah, him on, on the, the PJ, yep, right? Yep, yep. Saying where I'm, and everyone thought, well, he's gone. 
Mike's going to get rid of him. Nope. Nah. Nah. Quick passing game. Boom, boom. Let's go. Let's go. Their quick game does not suck. Stay upright. That's it. And just envision when, you know, you want to beat your opponent, just imagine. That's Ryan Clark's face. <laughs> oh, see. Fantastic. Well done, Mike Hoskins. This is what I'm, this is my message for you to do this, this, this. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. It's Salty Tua. He had some criticism about you, mm-hmm. uh, saying that you didn't hit the gym in the offseason, you didn't follow nutritionist advice. Yeah. If he were here, what would you say to him? I mean, he probably knows more about me than I know about myself. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan's been out the league for some time, so I'd, I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. I don't know about you, but that looked like money. Right? It's Salty Tua. That's tighter. That's nice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> but it shouldn't even like, had all of that. It just economy of words. It. Economy yeah. of words. Less is more. Less is more. Tight. Like keep- Except more salt. So is not less. So more much. salt is more. So much salt. <laughs> You're welcome, Tua. Just trying to be helpful. Ian Rappaport coming up. Right? Right. Wouldn't that be better? Better. Speaking Great job, Mike Hoskins. And speaking of I better, got, we got we got Bowie in there, right, and Monaco. Right? right? We got we got three got three guys out there getting it done. It's a man room. <laughs> uh, Rich, you're on the clock. Got to get some ventilation in there. You're on the clock if you want to make a pick. I'll do it. Oh, oh there we go. Dun, dun, we dun, dun, doing it right now. Uh, let's see if he's still there. I will hit refresh and go to my queue. He's still you, there. You still have seven and a half hours, I so did there's it. no rush. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, who'd you take? I took Mostert. Oh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Just keeping the whole... That's a that's a need pick and a content pick. Well done. Because we're talking Dolphins. You want to see if uh, he could be he what? And by the way, you want to see if Max is in a meeting? I'll find out. <laughs> I'll find out in four minutes from Ian Rappaport if uh, Mostert's going to be uh, a Colt or a second stringer. Yeah, right. <laughs> he could be a Colt starting running back here. To, I don't know. In a couple days, Mostert looks like money. I just saw a picture on Instagram that had Jonathan Taylor in the starting lineup of the Cowboys with Dak and Tony Paul. Now you're in. And now, now guys, I've got to be honest, I wish I hadn't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Do you my, remember the my heart started to flutter a Do you remember bit. the photo uh, when when uh, Zeke got drafted that somebody put together? It was him, Witten, uh, Dez, and oh. Romo. Was Romo still there? When he got drafted? Yeah. Yeah. That was the f- it, somebody put him in that Photoshop. Man, you just got a whiff of that. No, I want it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> <laughs> 